There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to The Erin May Henry Show. This is a podcast created to help you to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. Here, we talk all about personal branding, online business, social media marketing, and everything in between. And along with serving you some incredible lessons about how to grow your personal brand, we also have some amazing chats with extraordinary entrepreneurs and influencers about how they built theirs. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to know to become known online, grow your influence, impact, and income. So with that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Erin May Henry Show. Today's episode is going to be all about why you need to be documenting your journey, specifically if you are a service-based entrepreneur, like a coach or a freelancer. But really, at the end of the day, this information is going to be applicable for anyone who is growing their personal brand, whether you're an influencer or any type of entrepreneur. This was actually recorded a couple of weeks ago as a Facebook Live, but I loved the content so much that I wanted to share it here with you because I thought it was such an important message for anyone out there trying to grow online. So without further ado, I am just going to jump straight in. I just wanted to leave a bit of an intro because I do refer to people who are watching. I do engage with the audience a little bit and didn't want you to trip out about why I'm talking to people who obviously aren't actually here on this podcast. So I'm jumping in right now on this episode and I hope you enjoy it. talk about, as I said, is documenting your journey. Now, if you don't know what I mean when I say documenting your journey, it's basically documenting the process of how you are going about not only growing your business, but then also growing your personal brand. And what I mean when I say documenting is that you're not just constantly doing promotional style posts, you're actually allowing your audience to see the behind the scenes of what you're working on. You're sharing with them the highs, the lows, the struggles, and how exactly you are growing your brand. So why it differentiates from you actually sharing your expertise is because it's speaking from a more authentic level and it's speaking more about you personally. Oh my God, Marie, 2.30 a.m., you need to be sleeping. But it's speaking more from you personally and your perspective about the entrepreneurial journey and about the process of growing your business. So that's how it differs, the type of content that you would actually be sharing. That's how it differs from your general type of content that's going to help to position you as a thought leader, to make sales in your business, and from the type of stuff that you do just to generally bring awareness, brand awareness to your business. 
Now, whilst it's going to help you to do all of those things, it's just going to be a little bit more raw and a little bit more authentic. Now, there really is only two main reasons why I personally believe that it's so important for you to be documenting your journey. And the first is because it really does help you to grow your personal brand. You know, it's so easy for entrepreneurs, particularly entrepreneurs who are not so much in a service-based business, but maybe entrepreneurs who are creating a product or have a business like an agency style business. If you do social media marketing of some sort, it's so easy for you to kind of hide behind the brand, hide behind the logo, but by documenting your journey, you grow your personal brand vicariously through growing your business. And that just allows you to open yourself up to so many more more opportunities, which therefore will help to grow your business. When you get invited to go to speaking events, speaking engagements, when you get invited to be interviewed on podcasts or YouTube channels or to guest live on someone else's Facebook page or in their Facebook group, when you get interviewed for Forbes magazine, that is going to help you to grow your business. But all of that stuff happens by you growing your personal brand. You know, it's not often that people go to enough effort to have to really, really dig deep to research who's behind a brand. They really just generally go for people who are actively out in front of their brand talking about their business. So say for me, for example, I have the podcast. If I was going to interview someone, I wouldn't want to have to go searching for someone's story. It would be a lot easier for me to go out there and to interview someone who was actively speaking about their business and growing their personal brand through the documentation of their journey. You know, I would be interested in interviewing someone who I kind of was introduced to them by their content and that documentation. And not only does it make my job easier because I can craft a podcast episode around them, but it also makes me feel like I know them a lot more. And I'm just speaking from my experience as someone who's reaching out to people, but myself, way bigger podcast, you know, Entrepreneur on Fire, all of these amazing um, podcasts that are constantly at the top of the 200 list on iTunes, Forbes Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, all of these other places, the journalist or the podcaster, they don't want to have to dig deep to find out who's behind the brand, unless you're like, you know, Apple or something like that, Um, unless you're a brand worth digging for. But, you know, just let's not be naive. That's not many of us in the beginning of our journey. Um, So if you do the proactive work to actually start putting yourself out there, you make it so much easier for people to understand how special and unique you are. And therefore, that's going to gain you so much more traction. So the other thing as well, that, that's on the publicity side of things. That's really enabling you to get your personal brand and your business in front of fresh eyes because you make it easy for people to understand who you are and what you do. But then also documenting your journey by creating documentational type documentational? Is that a word? I don't know. Probably not. But anyway, documentary style content about yourself and the growth of your brand. You allow your audience, your customers, your clients, the people who want to buy your products and services, you allow them to feel as though they are a part of the journey. You know, when people can see you go from the launch stage to, you know, your first 
$1,000 that you make to your first 10K month, to then your first 10K day, to then your first million dollars, to then the book that you write, to then taking your business public. When people can go along that journey with you, they feel like they are a part of the family. They feel like they are a part of the creation. And if you're good at an engaging an audience, then this is even more valuable for you to grow your business. But when people feel as though they are a part of something, they're more likely to be loyal and loyal customers and clients and loyal community members and raving fans are the best advocates to have within your business. They're the people who talk about your business. They tell their friends, they tell people online, they write reviews. They do all of that marketing that you don't even have to lift a finger for. And those people are so important. And the way to engage them and captivate them and to get people to be that part to that point is to allow them along the journey with you is to allow them to come along through that documentation process and share the vulnerability with them share the good times share the bad times let your audience be the shoulder that you cry on and the people that you celebrate your wins with and obviously you do that through documentation and a final piece on why it helps you to really grow your personal brand and your community and your audience is like, let's just be real here. Let's just all be honest. We're all a big pack of creeps, right? I think social media has made us all super creepy and we all are nosy and we love to be in each other's business. And we love to know the people behind the businesses that we are you know, engaging with. If there's brands, businesses, products or services, I want to know who started it. I want to know their life story. I want to know their star sign. I want to know how many kids they have. I want to feel like I know them just like I know their friends. That's all about building up that no like, and trust factor. As an entrepreneur, that no like, and trust factor all comes down to how people relate to you, how they perceive you, and how they feel like they know you. And by documenting your journey, you allow the nosiness, the curious side of the human to be satisfied by allowing them through allowing them access to you in you know a controlled way you have control about how much you share of course but you allow that access to you and you allow them to satisfy their nosiness satisfy their need to get to know the person behind the brand and the business i'm just going to answer some questions now if i'm in the beginning as a freelance create content creator writer can i show documenting by say daily blogging it out on popular sites um, rather than on my website, keep those two separate. Well, one thing I would suggest if you are trying to be a writer, I would be trying to write absolutely everywhere I can. I'm going to actually give some tangible tips at the end once I go through the next reason why of how you can document your journey, particularly across the multiple different platforms that you can do it over. But if you are a freelance content creator slash writer, daily blogging anywhere, guest blogging anywhere is so crucial. I would be absolutely relentless in the pursuit of getting your words in front of anybody who is willing to read them. And, you know, within reason, obviously platforms that are relevant to the type and style of writing that you do, but honestly, guest blogging, daily blogging on popular sites, wherever you can, that's going to help you actually grow your brand and your business, not just help you to document that journey. Um, But I will talk about exactly how to document the journey very shortly. How do you recommend by document? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Ollie, so I'll answer your question then. So the first reason, it really, really does help you to grow your personal brand, right? Now, the second reason, and this is honestly something that I don't think many people are talking about because I don't think people want to admit to the fact that this is going to be a consideration 
that we need to start thinking about very soon. Social proof is one of the main ways in which you make sales and convert within your business. And what I mean by that is the validity of your products. It's not enough sometimes for you to just say how good you are. It's really important for people to see how good you are. And the way so many people do that is through sharing testimonials. You know, we see amazing coaches, someone who does this really, really well is Angie Lee. She shares all the results of her customers and her clients. And that's absolutely amazing. Now, what a lot of people on the other hand do is they share, you know, just a written testimonial on their website rather than the actual Facebook posts or a video testimonial or people actually seeing in a group that um, they're they're getting results from her products. What a lot of other coaches do is they, you know, have um, they have testimonials on their websites. Now, the thing is. The consideration that I believe we need to make, we need to think about is that people are, you know, there are some people that are coming online who may not be as ethical as I would hope the coaching industry would be. There are people who are getting, and this is through my own research. I do a lot of research about what actually makes people buy. I do a lot of research into why people actually say yes to courses and products and services. And what I'm finding is that a lot of people are actually becoming more suspicious about online testimonials. I've had a lot of people say, how do I know that the coach is not writing it themselves? How do I know that, you know, it's not their friend doing this video testimonial? How do I know that it's not, um, you know, just the coach saying, oh, I got tw- my client got 20K. You know, you see people being like celebrating Stacey's 20K win today and, um, you know, posting their client's testimonials without the client actually posting it themselves. Like I was saying before, Angie does this really well, how the client actually posts it themselves and they're talking amongst each other. There's that live documentation. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are scared. They're, they're, they're becoming a lot more suspicious. They're wondering whether the coaches that they're working with have actually got the results that they're saying that they've got. Now, why documentation is so important is because of the credibility side of things. You know, if you document your journey right from day one and you allow people to see those results from your clients, you know, with your client, you know, say for example, your client gets a really great result. They send you an email and you post it on your Instagram and you have that email there and you put it in your stories. That's one way we can talk a little bit more about the actual um, tactic soon. But if you document that entire journey, if you have a place, your podcast, your YouTube channel, your social media, where you go from just launching your business to working with some better testers, to getting them great results, to sharing their results, to getting more clients, if you've got years of credibility, how can anyone tell you that you're making anything up? You've got an entire portfolio. You've got an entire catalog of the journey that you've been on and where you, how you got to where you are today. I think the suspicion side of things is because people see all of these coaches popping out of nowhere, literally out of thin air like this, popping out of a rabbit hat. They see all of these coaches coming out of nowhere saying that they've got, you know, they can get 20k day results for their clients but they've got no they've got no backlog they've got no catalog to show that this is the 
the progression that they've actually made to get to that point. Who were they working with before? I don't know. Do you know? I think that's where that kind of suspicion comes from. But when you have this catalog of, I just started working with these clients, you know, I just launched my business. Now I've got three clients. Now I've got five clients. My client got this result. My client got that result. When you've got years of that documentation journey, slowly you build up that credibility. And then when someone comes to you and says, what have you been able to do? Here's all of my content. This is what I've done over the past five years. Obviously, you'll have ways to summarize it, but it just shows that it's just the best way for you to really be able to build up that validity, that credibility. I mean, a really great example of this, and this is just to show how important documentation is. Um, So for many of you, you will know that George is British. He now lives in Australia. George is my fiance, if you don't know. Um, And for George to stay in Australia, he needs to get a visa. And the visa that we are going for is called the partner visa. And it's a long application process. It's a very expensive and lengthy process. And all of the things that need to be submitted to show the validity, the credibility of our relationship is Facebook messages, photos with geotags and dates, um, text messages, videos. They said if you've got a YouTube channel where we've been in videos together, all of this, they, they, all they want to know to show the validity of our relationship is that entire documentation. And there's no way to fake that. You know what I mean? I can't go back in time five years ago and take photos with George. It's either there or it's not. Obviously, luckily, we have it there. And that's exactly the same with you building up that validity and that credibility online. You can't go back to 2014 and put a post up of you working with this client and them getting these results. But if you start documenting now, you slowly, slowly, slowly build up that credibility. And this is where you can start increasing your prices. This is where you start sharing your wins about increasing your prices and your clients increasing their prices. And then when someone comes along and you're charging $10,000 to work with them for 12 weeks and they're going, well, I want testimonials, you have this entire catalog of information, of of wins, of growth, of evolution, of you actually going from where you just launched to gaining all of this experience. You know, the first time you public spoke, the first time you did a Facebook Live, all of that stuff is there. It's online. You know, some of us get so scared about everything being there and permanent online, but I think it's really good for this particular sense. You have, and people creep. That's what I said in the first thing. People love to creep. I know if I'm going to work with a coach, I will stalk them as much as I possibly can. I will go through and I will read all of their content to make sure we have an alignment of values, to make sure that they actually know what they're talking about, to make sure that I'm not just getting, you know, really hyped up and liking them because of their first appearances. Like I want to know about them. People want to know about you too if they're going to work with you. Just like if you're a freelancer, you know, if you're a graphic designer, people want a catalog of your work. So this, particularly for people who are working with clients, as coaches, as consultants, this is the best way to catalog your work. So the first reason is that it helps to grow your personal brand. It makes it easier for people to understand your journey, understand what you're good at, understand about you, and therefore it makes it easier for them to want to interview you, to think of you when they need a professional perspective on something, particularly a lot of those online publications, um, the Huffington Post, they look for experts in particular industries. So the more you go out there and document how well you know your craft, the better chance you have at being one of those experts. And then, you know, 
people, your audience, your customers, your clients, they want to creep you. They want to know you. Allow them to be a part of that journey. Trust me, it's how you build a really, really strong, really authentic community. And then it builds up your credibility. Documenting your journey is your catalog of work. It shows people that you actually know what you're talking about, that you haven't popped out of nowhere, made up all these testimonials. Just anyone can say they're anything. You know, I can come online right now and say that I am a giraffe expert. I've been working with giraffes for the last 25 years. I know everything about giraffes. And I have all of these testimonials from all these zoos around the world to say that I am a giraffe expert. And, you know, I can go learn a couple of facts about giraffes that would wow the pants off you. And there you go. You know what I mean? Like anyone really can say anything. But until you see pictures of me from the past 10 years with giraffes, you're probably not going to believe me. So it really adds to that credibility, that social credibility, that social proof that you actually know what you're talking about and that you can get results. And that will help you make sales. When people can see what you can actually do through you documenting your journey, you will make sales. I promise you that. Break down any limitations that they have about working with you by showing them what you can do. Do you have any tips on how to document without non-respecting the customer's privacy? So I would always just ask, like at the end of the day, just ask, do you mind if I share this? This is really, really helpful. I really love your feedback. Do you mind if I share this? If they say no, that's fine. You know, often you can always take their information out as well. I know some of my clients will say yes, but they don't want to because they've said things to me, um, you know, that they don't necessarily want their identity disclosed, but they are happy for me to share the email just as long as I take out their information, um, particularly if it's stuff with financial results. But you can, I just make sure that I leave the email in its original tact. So I won't actually, so you know when you reply to an email and then you end up with this entire conversation. So they would have written to me, I would have responded to them. I will literally screenshot when it is in that um, replied state and then I will share that, but take out their name and obviously don't show their email. So there's no like, you know, that's a, an email that's come from an address or even more so. So like, if you want to show the dates, I guess this is like one step extra on the validity side of things, but just, you could put it into like preview or anything like that and just white out their email. So it still has like the dates and the, um, subject line. (laughs) That's what I was looking for. Um, but yeah, I would always just ask like most clients are like, yeah, that's fine. As Gary Vee said, patience, hard work, keep documenting as proof. Yeah, it's honestly, I really, really, really think that this is going to be. And it's something that I think is so important to start now. Like, don't say, oh, yeah, when I get to this point, I'll start. Or when I get some clients, I'll start. No, start now. Like, talk about how you are trying to get clients now, because then when you do get clients and then when you start getting clients consistently, and then when you're fully booked out and then when you're pushing people away, again, that just all builds on that validity. And not only does it build on the credibility side of things, but what an inspiration, you know what I mean? Like for people who are wanting to work with you, say you coach on how to start a business and people want to come to you and see how you started your business. Imagine you hustle your ass off and you are completely relentless for a year and you go from having no clients to being fully booked out, like you can show not only your clients that you know what you're talking about, but you can show them what's possible for them. You know, you show all of the work that you did so that you can, and then obviously you'll have the extra personal strategies that are going to help them with your eyes on their business, but you can show them what is possible for them if they, and that you know what is, and that you know how to help them. 
Do you know what I mean? So it just, it's, it's, it's so good on so many fronts. And now the million dollar question, which you're all sitting there waiting for me to answer is obviously, how do you go about documenting your journey? And honestly, there is so many ways. And I'm going to speak particularly across each individual platform in a second, but the best way is just through story. And what I mean by that is just talking to people like you would talk to your mom or your friends. You know, when I get a new client, I always call my mom. I know that sounds so like, makes me sound like a child, but like, I truly do believe my mom is my best friend. I actually coach her. Um, but I, um, I call her and I celebrate with her. I celebrate with George. I, you know, I tell my friends the things that are going on. Talk to your audience just like you would. Tell stories. You know, talk about how excited you are to have signed that big ticket client. Share on your Facebook, you know, on a Facebook post, how excited you are because you just got your first high paying client. Talk about how you're stressing out because you are trying to build this course and your whole entire website broke. <laughs> that happened to me plenty of times. Talk about the struggles that you got. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Talk about how you're suffering with imposter syndrome. Talk about how you just booked that speaking gig. It's not hard. It's literally just storytelling. It's just storytelling as if you would explain to people what's going on in your business and you just craft it in a way that is going to be entertaining and educational for your audience. By that, I mean, don't just ramble off as you probably would to your mom. You know, make it actually sound appealing, but just tell the stories in which in this exact same way as you would share them to the people who you care about in your life. You know, talk. I think it's really important to share the good as much as it is the bad as well. I know I just talked about how we're using this as a documentation for credibility, but you know, don't be afraid. Don't think people aren't going to want to work with you just because you had a shitty day. It makes you so much more relatable. You know, if you're always winning, it makes you out of touch. It makes you out of reach. It makes people feel like you're not going to understand what they're going through if you're just always winning. So share the shitty times too. If something happens, whether it is mentally, emotionally or physically or technologically share all of that as well and something that is really important as I said and I'm just going to kind of cover this again is sharing all of the feedback and the results this is a huge part of the documentation process is specifically sharing what people are going through and I know I said that you could be making it up so this is why it's important to get people to do this for you. So just as you asked before, you know, how can I share um, my clients' results? Ask them or take their names out. Get them to talk about you. Can you get on the phone to one of your clients on, on a Skype call and ask them a few questions? Um, can you get them to post in a Facebook group? Can you get them to, you know, create an Instagram story for you, do an Instagram takeover on your account about their journey working with you, and then you could put in your story highlights. There are so many ways, but as often as you can possibly get it from the horse's mouth, and what I mean by that is actually get the clients to do the sharing of the feedback for you, 
then the better it is, obviously. Now, that's not to say that you can't put out a post that doesn't say any names, um, that doesn't tag anyone saying my client just got a 20K client or something. Um, But if that's the only thing you're bringing to the table, that's where it loses a bit of that validity. If it's mixed in with, you know, your clients talking as well, like I think a really good example, and yes, I'm going to toot my own horn here, is, you know, I brought one of my clients onto my podcast. We sat there for an hour chatting about what she's doing in her business and the work that she did with me. Um, I think that's really awesome. I'm actually going to have another one of my clients, Kimberly, on the podcast soon to share tips about the law of attraction, but we'll also talk about her work with me. And I share people's wins, particularly in the um, May Collective group more so rather than here on this page. But Instagram is such a good place for you to be share. And someone who does this really freaking well is Gala Darling. So if you follow Gala Darling, she's got all of these like really pretty much relatively low cost offerings. So she's obviously an author, but she does have a whole bunch of different courses on her website. I do believe they're like all less than a hundred bucks. Um, but she always gets inbox messages from people saying, you know, this course was great. This is the results that I get. And she shares them. She shares them without asking because I actually sent her one. I did her, um, uh, abundance one. I can't remember. It was a law of attraction one on tapping and, um, she shared mine. She didn't ask me. She just took my name out. Um, so, which is fine. I don't, I don't, I don't care at all. So sharing on Instagram stories is a huge one. Sharing the clients, sharing the feedback from the horse's mouth is really important. Sharing the highs and the lows. So where to actually do that? Instagram stories is huge. I know I just said that, but, um, Instagram stories is absolutely such a great place for you to share. Now I know what you're thinking, but Instagram stories are impermanent. So how does that actually help the documentation process? I would save all of your stories because you can put them on Facebook later or put them in your story highlights. Now, we all don't know whether that feature is always going to be there. So I would save your stories. You can always save your stories to your camera roll. And one day you could put it in a cute, like, you know, chuck it with a nice template and chuck it up on Facebook or something like that if you could edit all the clips together. So always save anything because then you can repurpose it, repurpose it across everywhere. But Instagram stories is a really, really great one for you to not only document, so all of these live documentations for you to grow your personal brand, but if you save it, it it's, you know, for that credibility doc, like um, catalog process. So your Instagram, your actual Instagram posts, they're so amazing. Like put a picture of yourself with, a microphone and say, Hey, I just launched my podcast or Hey, I just made my first 10 K from, um, a podcast sponsorship deal or whatever it is that you're trying to sell and that you do with your business. Um, just post pictures and just allow, just again, it's just about telling people what's happening. Give that live commentary about what is going on in your business. Facebook lives. If you're on a masterclass, you know, spend five minutes at the beginning of your masterclass. I could have come on here today and been like, hey, really exciting. I signed a new client yesterday or something like that. You know, just just dropping in these little truth bombs about what's going on. A really, really good one, and I know this is something that not a lot of people are going to want to do, but a really, really good one is obviously vlogging. So this is Gary Vaynerchuk 101. Um, it's something that I 
do. I don't do as well as I'd like. I'm going to be the first to admit, but it's something that I'm going to be working on doing more of. On my YouTube channel, I do have a series called Behind the Business, but vlogging, like that is just documentation at its finest. It literally is a documentary of the growth of your brand and your business. So if you can have like a YouTube video or a YouTube channel where you just allow people to come along that journey with you, that is absolutely great. But if you don't want to start, that's fine. It's just about telling people those stories. If you have a podcast, you know, someone who does this really great as well is Cara Orwell Labor. She's got the podcast style your mind. She always talks about things at the beginning of her podcast. She always says, Hey, my client got this amazing result. Hey, I've got this course going on. I've got, I've had this massive win. I recorded my books. Like she's always just talking about what's going on and then giving you the information. Nobody minds. I love hear what's got love hearing what's going on in her brand and her business. But she's got that catalogue of all the growth, of all the things that have happened, of all the things that her clients have happened. So it really is the simplest way I can put it. It really is just like sharing as you would with your mom or your friends or your partner or your dog, whoever you talk to, whoever you celebrate with, whoever you cry, who's whoever shoulder you cry on, just use your social media platforms just like that. allow people to come along that journey with you. Now, a huge question when I do teach this to my clients is how much, how do you know about, I'm not wording that well. How do you know about how to differentiate between your teachy style content, the content that you're actually positioning yourself as an expert, where you're educating your audience, where you're selling, you know, how do you know when to do that and when to document? Now, I and everyone that I've asked this question to, I've asked it to like Angie Lee, um, Karen Bond, Haley Burkhead, everyone that I've spoken to and asked this question to. Um, I just asked it to Nick from the Scrum Line. I ask this question on my podcast all the time. And every single person says it's a very intuitive thing. So I think once you do start creating content, you'll know the platforms that work best for you to document. For me, I find that the documentation for me happens best on Instagram. As you'll see, I I do share results and things like that in the May Collective Facebook group, but really where I give that day-to-day kind of update about what's going on in my life and my business is my Instagram stories. And even introducing people to what I'm wearing, what I'm doing, like, you know, when I started the guitar and things like that, like I give, I allow them to get to know me, my, my, my values, my characteristics and who I am so that therefore they know how I am in my business through the Instagram stories. And as I said, something else I do is the behind the business on my YouTube channel. But it is a very intuitive process about how much do you share it, it's up to you. You know, do you want to share your children? That's completely up to you. Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't. Other people do. Do you want to share your personal life? It's up to you. It's all has to be up to you. There's absolutely no formula that can answer this question. And the process of how much you share, how often you share and where you share is all going to be based on an intuitive decision, as well as feedback that you get. So if your audience, you find are just not responding to the personal stuff on Facebook, they respond more to the business stuff, then share more of the business stuff. Move the personal stuff to Instagram. Move the personal stuff to YouTube. Maybe people are falling, maybe you're speaking a little bit too much on your podcast about the personal stuff and you're finding that your retention rate is dropping off. Maybe don't speak as much. Maybe put it at the end of the podcast. The real diehard fans who do stay to the end can then hear it. You know, 
it's all about feedback. There's something that I'm going to be speaking about in a podcast soon when I do an episode all about how to research. There's something that I like to do, like do, I do a lot actually, which is called passive research. So it's not actually actively going out there and speaking to people. It's just having a look at the feedback that you're getting based on things like analytics and using that as a research platform or a research element. So the feedback that you get when you try this documentation is going to dictate how often you do it, where you do it, and how you do it. So the only way to get to that point, to get feedback, is to obviously start. Just start putting yourself out there. Start documenting your journey. Start allowing people to come along this journey with you and to get a little bit of a behind the scenes of your brand and your business. And this is not exclusive to service-based entrepreneurs. Anyone can do this. I don't care if you sell dog biscuits. I don't care if you sell high ticket coaching packages. I don't care if you sell socks. People always want to see the behind the scenes of your business. If you can, you know, do an Instagram show where you show the manufacturing plan of your skincare. Do a, you know, allow people to come on a Facebook Live. Set up your laptop when you are doing a branding strategy with session with your team if, you know, nothing confidential is going to be said, if you're just sitting there strategizing. As much as you possibly can, allow people in. All right, so I'm just going to go and see if there is any questions because I wasn't actually looking for quite some time here. What are your thoughts on offering high ticket offers? I mean, it's always going to depend on what type of business you are in. I absolutely think if you have the experience and you can get the results, then as a coach, high ticket offers are amazing. You know, we all get to a point where our services are in so much demand that the natural law of economics is for us to increase our prices. You know, if we think about supply and demand, when supply increases, when demand increases, uh, supply needs to meet at an equilibrium. And the only way for that to happen is to increase the price of a product. Or if demand decreases, the only way is to bring a product down. Again, you know I'm a you know I'm an economics nerd and a maths nerd and numbers nerd, but um, I think that if you are booked out, I think that if you have so much work because you've got all this experience and you're getting all of these amazing results, naturally your prices will go up. I don't believe in launching a business with no experience, with no results, with no testimonials, and trying to charge twenty thousand dollars. You know I've worked with hundreds of women now, and I still don't charge ten thousand dollars for my coaching package. I think that you really, really need to be really, really good at what you do and that you have to have been doing it for quite some time to get to a point where you can really charge. But I think that if you naturally, naturally increase over time, then you absolutely can get there. Your mum is your BFF too. I love that. It was Mother's Day yesterday here in Australia. I didn't even realize how important it is to share. This makes me more motivated to jump on YouTube. Definitely YouTube is such an amazing place. And that's all bullshit about that, you know, vlogging and all of this stuff, it's too competitive. Like just get on, you do you, find a way to be original. That's a whole nother topic for another day, but just get on there and start documenting your process. And even like, okay, so even if you didn't become a YouTuber, you still have that entire documentation catalog there. You know what I mean? For someone, you might get a thousand subscribers and then some. You're, and then you get to the point where you're charging $10,000. People are still going to creep you. And if they can see that entire process and that entire journey, just because you haven't made it big on YouTube, it's not going to reduce the credibility. They're just going to see how big you made it with your business. Such an amazing life. And right now, so true for me when I'm going through the imposter syndrome 
diverting into working with designers. Yeah, absolutely. And that feedback, Caroline, is going to be so huge for you when you really start allowing people to get to know you and that story that you have, like the story that you told me about hustling your way into that fashion week. And like, you know, that is such an incredible story. And I think that's such an impactful way to really connect with your audience and really allow people to understand why you do what you do. That's another reason as well. It's allowing people to understand why you do what it is that you do, what led you to this point. Got to go. All right. Amazing live watching. Okay. As a freelance, um, oh, I think that question was asked again. Um, Alrighty. That is everyone's questions answered. I really, really hope that this podcast, I mean podcast, I've recorded about 10 podcasts today and that's why I can't really speak, but hopefully the live made sense. Hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully it empowered you to get on and start documenting your journey. Honestly, it really, really has been I can't even explain, like I cannot explain how being so open and vulnerable, how much it has helped me to grow my business and my community. You know, as corny as it is, when people care about you, they want to see you succeed and they will help you in any way possible, whether or not they buy your products and services. If they know someone who needs it, they'll share it. You know, allowing people to get to the point, building a relationship just like you would in real life involves you being open and you sharing and people getting to know you. And when they do, they like you, they trust you, they care about you, and they're going to be advocates for your business. I know there's so many people that I really, really feel like I know because they share so much through their content that if I, if if I'm having a conversation with someone, I'll talk about them. An example, the same example that I used before is Gala Darling. I love how open she is with everything and how much of an alignment of values we have that anytime someone talks to me about struggling with self-confidence or anything like that, I always recommend her. I am like, her best kept marketing secret, I believe. <laughs> but I, and I talk about her all the time on my stuff. So that just shows the power at any stage um, and how impact, how you can have an impact on people at all levels of success. So get up there, start documenting that journey. If you have any more questions about it, because I know there's so much more we can talk about around the confidence side of things and, um, you know, how to really allow your unique self to shine. If that is, if any of those style questions are on your mind, then please do leave them in the questions box, the comments box. I cannot talk. I need some dinner. Please do leave them in the comments and I will absolutely get back to you. We can definitely keep this conversation going, but I really, really appreciate you joining me live and I'll see you soon. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that it was helpful for you and that you took away some key information about how you can grow a profitable and memorable personal brand online. If you have not already, I would very much appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes if this podcast helped you in any way. And of course, come hang out with me either on Instagram at Erin May Henry or in the May Collective Facebook group. Now, go out there and become known online.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 